<laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Bashing Bros podcast. I'm your host, Billy Damiana. And I'm Corey Damiana. Corey, how was your week? Oh, it was really good. Really, really good stuff. I have a lot of stuff right now. It's crazy. Well, I'm running on I'm running on fumes right now. Last week was a very, very long week. Had Metallica last night, about a three hour drive home. Didn't get home till three o'clock in the morning. Had Pantera this week. I'm really sore. And then uh, woke up for two a days today for football. Yeah, woke up for two a days today for football. So let's get right into that. So, you know, last week we had, I was not home. I don't think I was home one night. I think it was, uh, you know, 12 to 16 hour days every single day last week. And, it, you know, Pantera was at, first of all, they were great. They were in concert uh, Wednesday in Camden, New Jersey at the BBNT. We saw them live. It was my first time seeing Pantera live. You know, they obviously weren't touring when I was a kid or a teenager. So this is their first tour back. So it was great to see them live, though, along with Lamb of God, one of my favorite metal bands. So I got to see both of them live. And then, uh, you know, ended the week seeing Metallica, uh, Five Finger Death Punch, and Ice. Was it? Ice Nails or something? I know. Nine I Inch Nails? Down. No, not Nine Inch Nails. Uh, give me a second. Ice Nine Kills. Ice oh. Nine Kills. They're like a, a horror band. It was really good. That's uh, one they heck came, of a name. Yeah, they came on first. It was at MetLife Stadium, which you know, three hours from Cape May. It's a. It was a long hike, and you just. I mean, see Metallica. They're my. They're my most favorite band of all time, as you know. And then you know, we're gonna get into that as long as this podcast continues. We'll have more discussions about Metallica and their influence on not just me, but around the world. But it was great seeing them. They played for damn near two hours. They came on at nine p.m. and they didn't stop playing till about ten of eleven. So we rush out of the. We rush out of the uh, stadium, get to the car. We're in the car by 11 p.m. We do not get out of the parking lot until 12 o'clock at night. That's insane. There was well over 80,000 people there. The traffic jam galore. Oh, I bet. The the three-hour drive home was miserable. I had a rain, so I drank half the rain before we went in. I saved the second half for when we left because I knew I was going to be dragging. And it was a rough drive home. Once I got to law, you know, LBI, I just kept trying to tough it out, tough it out, tough it out. And I was, I mean, thank God I got home safely because it was, it was tough. And then yeah, about a two and a half hour nap and then had practice this morning, came home, still had to train kids today. Had practice again tonight and had to get the game plan ready for the week. And here we are. 8.28 at night off of two hours of sleep. And I probably averaged about four, four and a half hours of sleep all last week. So yeah. I am drained. How about you? Well, I'm debating on if I'm going to pull an all-nighter or not. I have a flight tomorrow morning at 6.30 in Philadelphia. My wife and I and our stepdaughter are going to Disney for a week. So super excited for that. 
Definitely Very excited cool. for the. Uh, always excited for the Star Wars stuff. Um, you just got back from Disney. I know it was our honeymoon, and then her dad, our father-in-law, surprised us with another trip, which is really exciting. The honeymoon, going on the honeymoon, honeymoon part two, Disney part two. Really excited. I wish I wish they actually had a Marvel land. That'd be pretty cool to see. Could you imagine like a ride dedicated to Iron Man, like a roller coaster ride dedicated? That'd be uh, really cool. I don't like Iron Man at all. Because without the suit, what does he have? Nothing. That's not true. He has money. Yeah, but he couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag without the suit. So not like Bruce. Not like Bruce Wayne. No, that's a debate for another day. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a busy week. Busy week, running on fumes. We're gonna get through it. No big deal. Okay, that's what we do. We get through it. Uh, so you know, stemming off of our discussion last week about growth when it comes to the podcast, we're hoping that this this kind of catches traction. So keep spreading the word if you're listening, if you are sitting through this, you know, and if you don't want to sit through it, we still appreciate you trying to <laughs> give it a listen. Um, you know, and that's that. So I wanted to start off this week by talking about what we, what we were discussing last week in regards to, or the last podcast rather, in regards to collections, right? We, mm-hmm. we, we discussed about how you don't want to try to continue to chase the dragon, how you want to really be specific in what you're trying to get into or what you're trying to collect. You know, try to offload things as much as you possibly can to conserve real estate in your collection room or however you're looking to display your items or if you're collecting cards and you don't put them on display where you're going to be able to store them. So I've been going back and forth with this. Now, as we continue through this process, all of you listeners are going to pretty much find out how much I love the holidays, especially Halloween and Christmas. I mean, we're putting up our fall decorations. It's August 7th, and we're putting up our fall decorations, okay? I love Halloween. So I've always been into some of the horror figures, and I don't, I've never really collected the horror figures. I had a couple. I sold them off. But as I continued to get closer and closer to completing the sting, I find myself getting more and more itchy for the crow figures. Now, the film The Crow, are you familiar with the film The Crow? Um, not really. I never really got into The Crow. I'm not even sure who wrote the comic, to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not really keen on The Crow. Who, what is The Crow exactly? The Crow is a film from the mid-90s. I believe it was 94, maybe 95. Don't quote me on that, but it's definitely in the mid-90s. Starring Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee. Oh, okay. And he actually gets killed on the set. Wow. While filming the movie, uh, he gets shot by accident by a real gun. <laughs> How does that even happen? I don't know. And there's a large conspiracy theory around it saying how Bruce Lee's family is cursed and we're not no, we're not, yeah, we're, no kidding. We're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna get into that. But the film The Crow is essentially about this this character named Eric Draven who comes back to life and the crow okay, to, to give vengeance um from his killers that raped his raped his bride to be 
and they killed her. They killed him. They throw him out of the, the top of their apartment complex. And the setting is almost like a post-apocalyptic. It's not post-apocalyptic, but it's a really dark noir type of feel. It's grungy because it's early 90s. So he comes back to life and then he avenges the killers and the crow gives him his power. So he's like, he can heal himself like Wolverine and X-Men. You shoot him, nothing happens. And his power comes from the crow. So the crow is also his vision. So the crow is flying and that's what kind of controls where Eric is able to find and avenge all of his killers. So Mm. the movie, the movie's great and it inspires the character sting you know, uh, not the original Sting. Okay, Sting back in in the the late eighties and into the mid nineties. You know, the Surfer Sting that was his own creation. But when he morphed his character into the quote unquote Crow Sting with the black and white face paint and avenge and mourn the losses of WCW when it came to the NWO, it was one hundred percent from the film The Crow, and he gives it credit all the time. Scott Hall came up with the idea for Sting to do this crow themed and he's kept it ever since once he changed his face paint in 1996 he hasn't looked back he's constantly been the crow sting with a little bit of joker in there but for the most part crow sting so i got really itchy and i think i am going to start a crow collection to go along with my sting figures that's pretty dope yeah so I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's going to be, a, you know, I don't think it's going to be as pricey as people think it would be. You know, there, there's not many crow figures out there, so I don't think it's going to be too hard to piece together. I'm not trying to be a completist. Just want to get some of my whatever I find is interesting when it comes to the crow. I think that's yeah. what I'm going to add. I think I'm going to add that on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just actually was on the boardwalk in Wildwood recently since we're talking about uh, collecting the toys. And I came across the anime stores. There's like three or four now. I had no idea these things were even up there. And the statues, the anime statues from Dragon Ball and One Piece and Demon Slayer are really insane. And now that I think about it, there is a anime character i'm gonna have to go back and take a look at it because he looked very similar to an anime version of sting and the crow and he had this giant sword and i can't put my finger on what the heck the name of it was and it was so cool and i was like man that'd be really cool for 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 willie to grab and I grabbed the price tag and it was like a $400 collectible statue. I was like, man, this is crazy that people actually make collections out of these, these statues. It's absolutely insane. They're so detailed, but my gosh, four or $500 statues is insane. There's zero chance of me paying $400 for a statue like that. Unless it's something that I really, really want. Yeah. Like the Sentinel, like that Sentinel that you were interested in. Oh, uh, you know what? I, now, now that I'm looking back, and because that was during the pandemic, yeah. I am really, really regretting not getting that Sentinel. That was a really cool toy. Not even it, it was. It was just really detailed. And I mean, how tall was it? Like three feet or two feet? It was I like think it, it was, was. I think it's three feet tall. That is one it, of the biggest toys I've ever com- seen. It's a great conversation piece too. Yeah, yeah. 
Is it uh, very, very reminiscent of the of your your Darth Vader that you have? I'm just very, I'm very upset about not. I'm very upset about not getting that pre-ordering that and getting two, maybe flipping one, not keeping both, maybe keeping both. I don't know. I'm just really upset that I didn't get it because you, the aftermarket prices, there's zero chance that I would ever pay that money because I don't care that much about it. Yeah. But at the, at the time for the pre-order, and I should have, this is before I knew about Big Bad Toy Store, they wouldn't have billed me until it was ready to, to ship. Yeah. So I'm pissed off. I'm really, I'm not happy about it. And that's actually a sore subject for me. I'm really, really upset about never getting that Sentinel. That that Sentinel was one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen on a store that was selling a toy that I, that, that I never thought that I would be super excited for. That was, I mean, I don't even, dude, what was the price on that exactly? I can't remember because it was, I think it was pretty it was, pricey. I think it was 400 bucks, I think. That might have been worth it. That might have been worth yeah, it. Yeah, the initial pre-order I think was four hundred dollars, but it is a gigantic toy. But I think in the long run, like how many of them are they going to make? You know, what I mean, like how many of them are they going to actually like remake? And how long is it going to take to remake something like that? I mean, that's a that's that one heck of a toy to to kind of put out, kind of like the old Unicron toys from Transformers. I mean, that Unicron thing was one of the biggest toys I've ever seen. Uh, my father-in-law actually collects Transformers like a lot, like a huge collection from that dates back all the way into like the eighties. And sometimes even the earliest Transformers from the Takara Tomy. And he has two of the Unicrons and those things are huge. And I think that's, that's kind of like, interesting to talk about does size matter when it comes to toys in your opinion in 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 terms of what so if you're going to be putting a toy on display okay and you want it to stand out do you think that all those sting toys that you have you know be, do you think because they're even though they're even though they're they're super color like when he not not the crow sting but the colorful colorful like uh beach boy bad boy sting um, surfer sting surfer sting do you think that even though that he that those toys aren't that big do you think they'll stand out against something like your darth vader who is what two and a half feet tall three feet tall i can't remember how big I your mean, darth vader is yeah, they stand out because of the face paint. That's why, you know, we talked about it week one, and we kind of talked about it a little bit last week about figures when they when they have face paint like thing, the Ultimate Warrior, or guys with, with masks like Rey Mysterio, they just they do pop. They do stand out no matter what. Ooh, it yeah. Makes- Rey Mysterio. Definitely Rey Mysterio. I forgot about him actually. Yeah. I mean those those I mean, and that's just wrestling figures. Obviously there's figures across the board, but yeah, uh, let's. For example, I have the neck of the neck of movie turtles, and they're they're big. I mean, they're. Yeah. I guess I don't know how many inches they are. I guess sixteen inches, maybe. The the neck of movie turtles. I'm still looking for Raphael, but mm-hmm. I mean those things really stand out. I mean they're they're yeah. an eye catcher. As soon as somebody walks in, like wow, look at the look at the turtles, you know. So. Uh, I I think some secret gems in your collection definitely. I like the most. I guess it's just because of nostalgia purposes is the your uh, major chip hazard from you know, it's small soldiers. It's really weird that you just said that. 
That's very weird. Why is that weird? Because I posted in the Major Wrestling Figure podcast group because they do movie reviews over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Major Pod. And I put in there, he literally yesterday, and I hate saying the word literally. It sounds like a, like a teenager. But yesterday, I put in the, the Facebook group, Major Pod, the next movie that they should review because it comes with toys is Small Soldiers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That would be an awesome remake, I think, if it's done right. I think, that actually, The Crow is getting redone with Jason Momoa. Ooh, I would like to yeah. see that. Yeah, Jason Momoa as Eric Draven. I think that would be epic, to say the least. You know what I would like to see a remake of? I need it kind of all topic. I was just thinking because, like, I feel like The Crow is super similar. Not not super similar, but The Crow, like, as a comic book or a graphic novel, similar to V for Vendetta. I would like to see like a remake of that. That'd be a cool wow. remake. Why would you want to see a remake of V for Vendetta? Just like an update to the film. You know, I just I, I like the one with Natalie Portman. That was it was really good. It was really well done. I just I really like the I read the graphic novel like three or four times and I wish that they would build more on it because the universe that V for Vendetta is in is I think really, really cool. And I actually saw a couple V for Vendetta toys with V and they were really, really well done. And surprisingly enough, they were Pretty as you quote as you say toyetic. I mean, there was different weapons that he had. There was multiple like form like different poses you could put them in. They had different firearms or not firearms. He had knives. I forgot. He had different types of knives, and even then the knives were even pretty detailed. You know, they had like these like they were had the the really nice gloss on them. And those are the toys that I really like is when they have like minute details like that where they actually go down even to like the weapons that are in them and especially with action figures for the for, for wrestling action figures my biggest thing that i love the most about the wrestling action figures 100 percent are belts championship belts i think are so cool and i've always felt that way ever since we were kids i still remember when we yeah, had belts are couple, cool belts are cool yeah belts are we cool. had a couple championship belts on ours when i mean i probably lost them and destroyed them but that was just how i was when i was a kid i destroyed everything like that yankees monopoly that we had that's long gone i i belts belts are definitely an essential part especially when you're talking about wrestling action figures you know uh the, it's a quintessential part, actually, yeah. because I mean, not for everybody, but you definitely need, especially when you're creating your own little fig bed or you're, you're posing, especially Stone Cold Steve Austin. He needs uh, the, the Attitude Arrow belt or he needs yeah. the Smoke and Skull belt. Smoke and Skull, yeah, yeah. I was it, just the same add, thing. it just adds to the nostalgic feel and it adds to the mystique of the character. And the, it, it's important for the toy. It, it's really important for the toy to have it. So, I really, I really like the belts. The, the belts, I think, are just super well, cool. Like, and it's like Star Wars when when Star Wars Episode One came out, and the marketing was Darth Maul. Darth Maul was barely in Episode One. I, yeah. I can't, I can't tell you off the top of my head the amount of time that he was on the screen, but it wasn't very long. And yeah. he had the most merchandise sold. Why? Because of the face paint. The face paint's cool. The double edged lightsaber's cool. You know, and, and that's what kids want to see. They like face paint. They like things that are colorful or things that scare them too because then that builds the hero up and then the hero sales go up too so 
you know. All right, here you go. I got this fact for you. In The Phantom Menace, Darth Maul only gets a paltry six minutes of screen time. Six minutes that, of screen time. And that film, that film is over two hours long. Yeah. Yeah. But he, but he sold the most merchandise. I don't understand that. There was more kids Darth Maul for Halloween than Obi-Wan Kenobi or Qui-Gon yeah. Jinn. I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> that that's kind of that, that's wild thing about it. he was on screen time for six minutes and the, the move the film was over two hours long and he yeah. was the most popular character in the entire film that blows my I mind i know i know so anyway when it comes to off collecting let's not get too far off topic i am going to do a crow collection to go along with my sting collection which now i'm nervous about because i have an itch to get some terminator stuff too from terminator one and terminator two because NECA does incredible terminator figures yeah and i yeah. want i want a robocop so yeah i don't know what i'm doing uh, I'm, I'm losing my mind i i just i, I can't I, I would i would definitely help you find a t1000 because i already have I, one. Oh, you have one already Oh, perfect. Perfect. T1, T1, Shout out to uh, Star Wars fanboys film. I'll hunt you down like a T-1000. T-1000. What a, what, what a great villain. Great 80s villain. Is that from the movie fanboys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's remember when he, uh, the one guy with the glasses, he meets up with the girl at the cafe and turns out she's like really young. And he's and he's does he like freaks out and then the older brother finds out about it and then he says if you don't if you don't stay away from my sister I'll hunt you down like a T one thousand. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's like right before they go to Vegas, he's like asking them all the questions like he's because he's like about to beat them all up. Mm. I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah, great film, great film. If I'll you're a Star Wars fan, definitely recommend Fanboys. So I hope that that I hope that remake is going to come out for the crow. I think it would be a smash hit, especially for a lot of those people looking for the nostalgia feel. I think that that movie, if you watch the original film, it's actually one of my top five favorite films of all time, and it still holds up, but definitely could use a little bit of a remake. Yeah. I mean, some of the things that you could do now for the film to show his superpowers and I think it, it would have to increase the gore as well. So yeah, definitely. I think the funding would be there too, to make the film that much better. So, you know, the crow, yeah. but the toy yeah. line would be insane. The toy, the toy line for the crow is insane from what I found, you know, not, not very many figures, but the figures that I found, they look fantastic. Yeah. I, that, that would be definitely something that I'll help support you on. That that would be really cool, especially like right next to your Sting collection. Specifically, the Crow Stings would be really nice. Well, what did you did you start anything new? Did you get an itchy for anything this week? Oh yes. So this time it's Digimon. So I think week to week I'm going to change it up between the Bandai card games I play. I play just a refresher, Dragon Ball Super. Well, now now Dragon Ball Super Masters play one piece and now i also i also play digimon i actually played digimon before the other two so finally i got my hands on one of my favorite digimon Digimon. i finally built the deck that i really wanted and that is beelzemon x antibody i am super stoked about this deck 
I finally got my hands on a another copy of the Bielzaman from uh, X EX2 set. Really, really awesome card. This deck actually was just nerfed pretty heavily because of a single card right here. This is the Imp Mom Imp Mon EX2. This card just Impmon. Impmon really gives you a lot of advantage during the game, not just in the start, but it really gets your engine going. With for those of you that are unfamiliar with how Bielzaman works, he's all about getting cards into your trash, which is your discard pile through a common TCG mechanic called milling. And what milling is, is where you take the top cards of your deck, however many it is that a specific effect is telling you to do, and you put them in your trash, and you gain a significant advantage off of doing that. So I am really excited for Bielzaman and playing this deck. I'm actually going to play this deck uh, competitively, too, because it still is a viable uh, choice as well. And that's not all. Also, Just, everybody, if you hear if you hear sounds in the background, either one of us, there is a large thunderstorm moving through the area. So, yeah, sorry about that. I also purchased the new set, uh, Royal Knights. Very, very nice. Versus Royal Knights. This Knights is a of the great, old Republic. Uh, this set is amazing. I really am a huge fan of the Royal Knights. Specifically, Jessmon is my favorite Royal Knight, and I actually Jess have. Man. His deck is almost complete. I just am waiting on a couple more cards for that specific deck. But I did manage to pull a really, really important card in the form of the new Omnimon right there. Yes, I I got the Secret Rare Omnimon, and I'm really excited for him. Uh, really, really awesome card. He has an on-play, and when Digivolving effect, you may delete one of your opponent's Digimon or play one of each Digimon with the Royal Knight trait and different names from the Digivolution cards of your Digimon in breeding area without playing paying their costs. When a Digimon is played by this effect, trash your Digimon in the breeding area and all your Digimon gains rush for the turn. So really, really strong card, uh, especially in those rush strategies that are running red. So red hybrid with, um, oh, what's the name of that? card right now war Greymon. no not black war Greymon. that's uh black and red i forget what i forget the the oh emperor Greymon. that's who it is and really excited to open up more of the boxes and really excited for more of digimon coming out they got a lot of great stuff happening they just got these new hand traps that can be activated from the hand lots more interaction on both players turns so really excited what's to come in the future for digimon Digimon, I felt like when I was a kid, Digimon was always something that was, you know, trying to rival Pokemon. Yes. That's what I felt like when yes. I was a kid. But yes, you know, and that's... we all we clearly know who won that battle. Yeah, because it wasn't Digimon. <laughs> well, it wasn't Digimon. It was not Digimon at all. It was definitely not Digimon. Did you I catch think, any? Uh... I think it, it's OK. I, I think if Digimon this version of the Digimon card game was released back then. I think it probably would have had some mainstay, but I don't know because back then, which a lot of us TCG historians, I like to call myself that because I've played so many TCGs. That was what a, the the era called the flood from like the 2000 to 2004 or 2005. Everything had a trading card game. SpongeBob SquarePants had a freaking trading card game and 
Yeah, there was definitely a big boom when it came yeah. to. It, it was. It I think it was really cards. hard, really hard to compete with Pokemon and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon and Magic. Really hard to compete back then, and in some cases, not in some cases, in a lot of cases, it's still pretty hard to compete with those three even today. So, but I think Digimon and One Piece and Dragon Ball Super are really doing a good job of maintaining that. Digimon and One Piece in particular are actually beating Dragon Ball in sales right now, which is kind of upsetting for the Dragon Ball fans, but it's still good because I can enjoy all three. So, yeah. Yeah. So those of you that are at home listening or if you're on your phone listening, you're you're not seeing any videos. This is just solely audio you should have just seen the lightning behind Corey's window when it came you know it was insane it was thor it was thor thor's outside right now oh man so did you my, find my whole house just vibrated yeah same here a couple minutes ago did you watch anything new this week anything catch your eye i know i talked about the peacock episode for cody rhodes the american nightmare and i just talked about the crow uh, anything that you watched this week on television or any movies that you liked? Yes, I actually just watched Bleach for the first time. I never watched it before. And I don't even know what Bleach is. Oh, it's like... All I know it's for to clean your clothes. So the Bleach anime is basically about this guy, Ichigo, who dies and becomes like this soul reaper and there's several soul reapers that can see demons that are trying to possess humans in the, I guess you could say reality, but humans can't see them, but the soul reapers can. And the soul reapers have these massive swords and have these unbelievable fighting techniques and are killing all these demons. And I'm just like, soul taker, soul taker, just, I mean, technically Ichigo is an anime version of undertaker just without, the long black hair and with red hair, short red hair. No, I'm just kidding. They're nothing alike. But Undertaker had red hair. Oh yeah, he did. Back in the back when he first started, he did have red mean hair. Mean Mark Callis. He had red hair, baby. Yeah, forgot about that. So, but I mean, if you guys are interested, apparently just got a reboot with the 1,000 Year Blood War, which the title alone for that second. A, that second addition to Bleach just sounds amazing. Blood War, but I don't Underworld. I don't want to watch that yet because I want to understand the story first from the original Bleach. But wow, what a show! It, there's just nonstop action. Like the the first episode, the first two three episodes were were wild too, and I definitely recommend it if you haven't already. But I know there's probably a lot of anime veterans out there who have probably already seen it, so I'm still playing catch up. Yeah, that's. I mean, anime. There's just so much content out there for anime, and I can't. I can never seem to try to keep keep up. When I was a kid, like I said, we talked about this either last week and the week before about Dragon Ball Z. You know, I loved Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid, but there's so much stuff that started getting added, and I couldn't keep. I couldn't keep up with it. And then the toys. I mean, the the toys are cool. Like, if I, I wouldn't collect. I would not collect any Dragon Ball Z stuff. And I bought you some stuff for your small collection that you have of DBZ that I know you yeah. want to grow. But yeah. if I had to have one Dragon Ball Z, if I had to have one Dragon Ball Z toy, it would probably have to be Goku. And it would be Goku, Super Saiyan, either Goku by itself, you know, getting ready for Kamehameha, okay. or, or Goku. Super Saiyan 3. I also like mm. 
Vegeta too. I would take Vegeta. I would yeah. take Vegeta. I would take Vegeta though. Vegeta, the Saiyan that discovers Goku, their first fight with the you know the the device that they were the scouting. Yeah, yeah. Z Scouter, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah. I would get that. That would That's be pretty a cool, cool toy. That's yeah. a cool toy. I definitely would get that too. I think it's really hard to get into because there's so many anime out like you said there's so many anime are out there and it can be overwhelming for someone who's trying to actually get into it and they're like well you could pick one piece but there's a thousand episodes you could pick you know dragon ball but there's three different dragon balls or four different dragon balls you know and it and it is really hard to get started you know, and, and i'm sure people would say the same thing about professional wrestling or card games they'd say yeah well, there's, no, there's all these people out there but for me when it comes to my personal taste, there's just so much anime that I couldn't find myself really, really getting into it. I I really just... The thing about anime that really I, I like the most is just how the the animations detailed, like the explosions and whatnot, and these outrageous fights that I just don't think special effects can really do justice. Well, or maybe they can. I don't know. I just... I remember when they tried to do a Dragon Ball film, a real Dragon Ball film with Dragon Ball Evolution a while ago, and it was complete garbage. I mean, yeah, but what it, they should have done was they should have watched Man of Steel to see, yes, yes. To see Superman fighting Zod, uh, General Zod in the air. Yeah. And that's that's how a Dragon Ball Z fight should be should Correct. be shot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's that's definitely definitely it. I just don't think people would be able to relate to Goku as a character because he's kind of a, he's he's really stupid. You know, other outside of fighting, he really well, is. You, you, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people that there's a lot of people <laughs> that could definitely identify with that Kakarot. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of people are carrots. Yeah. I mean, at, at least. Man, at least Clark Kent is trying to be human and trying to figure out where he comes from. And he's, he's on more this human than human. Here we go. I forgot. I can't. I don't even know why I mentioned it. More anyway, human than human. Goku is not a human. He is a Saiyan. And he's I'm just saying. I'm all I'm saying is that I think if they were to attempt another. So you're saying, just saying. I'm just saying with this saying that is Goku, if they did try another, they tried another, make another film, a live action film, like you said, Man of Steel would definitely be the framework in which they would have to. Yeah. I mean, that's, I I mean, that's, there's, there's no question about it. That's, that's where you would have to go with that. You would have to emulate what you see in Man of Steel because that is going to be, that's, that, that's going to be what people would generally get into and it would look realistic, but I know exactly which one you're talking about because I was excited for a live action Dragon Ball Z movie. I yeah. saw some of the stuff and um, sometimes I don't even know if it was real. Yeah, it, it was really bad. I watched it. I think I turned it off. I never. I actually never saw the entire movie. I turned it off within the first 30 minutes and just remember how upset I was because it was that bad, especially for someone. You know, I think I watched it when I was like maybe like 10 or 11. Um, I, I can't remember how old I was. I should probably look up when it came out, but I do remember it just being crap. I mean, me and my friends were just, did we just really watch that? And I said, I can't even believe that they even put that out on screen. Yeah, that's not that's not great. That's not great. 
Definitely not great. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any any news for us? Oh, oh wait, oh, real quick. Did you see and we don't want to talk about sports, but did you see the fight between the Cleveland Guardians the other night and the hell they're playing the playing the White Sox, I believe? Ooh, baseball fights. No. Was it bad? Was it a good one? It was hilarious. The guy tagged the, the base runner a little too hard and the I can't remember who I can't remember the name the players' names. I'm so unless it's unless it's you know the Philadelphia Phillies and the NL East. I'm not really paying attention too much. But anyway, the the base runner was a shorter guy. They thought that the bigger guy that was for the White Sox was going to be able to handle himself. Well, this little guy dropped down, hits him with an overhand right, and drops him. Yeah, like, clean shot on the chin. That's amazing. Phenomenal. Taking notes from the UFC, taking yeah. notes. Yeah. I remember when I remember when when Bautista got he got cracked uh, from the Blue Jays. We oh, yeah, that, that, that guy with the Angels. I mean, he cracked him too. It was not. It was not good. Not good, man. Not good. All right. So real quick, I got some news here. All okay, right. let's hear it. So the crow. The cast director filming details and everything we know about a long delayed reboot. So unfortunately, the crow, it's supposed to be before the days of Marvel. You know, they're, they're referring to the original crow, and it was 1994. Yeah. Okay. So the original crow came out in 94, but they do want to they do want to have a remake, but unfortunately, there are delays. So there's no there's no real telling of when the reboot's going to be available yeah uh, or when they're going to start filming but it is delayed so okay it says so when can audiences watch the crow there are a lot of rumors about the film's release date but nothing official yet the most reliable word is that the movie will be released in the first months of 2024 but some believe it won't come out until the September of 2024. So we're looking at it six months to a year of the crow being released to the public for consumption. So we'll see. Really cool. Really cool. I'd, I'd, I'd go see it. But it might be canceled too, though. So That's, that was just one website. That'd be a shame. I feel, I feel like there's so many. I mean, it's cursed. <laughs> Yeah, it, it sounds is. like it sounds like it's cursed because there's a couple of, of reviews saying that you know that there's different financial issues, creative issues. So who knows? It might get it might get totally canceled. Who knows? Not sure. I feel like there's like a lot of missed opportunities for creative thinking when it comes to that filmmaking process. Like I would definitely, I've always said it ever since I played the very first video game. I would love to see a God of War film. Yeah, I think God of War would be a cool film. I think a lot of people would get into that. I just don't know who they would have. I don't know who they would find to play Kratos. Maybe Dave Dave Batista. Maybe Dave Batista. I mean, he did a great job as Drax, but I mean, that's a completely different character. Maybe Dave Batista. Two two very different characters. Drax is really stupid, and Kratos is just angry all the time. But he is what the gods made him. He is what the gods made him. Yes, this is true. That's what he says. That's what he says. I I, I, I got to be honest with you. Probably, aside from collecting and and from 
the card games I've played and all the other tabletop games I've played. God of War, man. What, yeah, see, what that now, see, you got me that statue for Christmas last year. And ever since then, I've been really itchy for maybe some God of War action figures. I mean, I have the God of War 5, PlayStation 5. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, that's another thing that I get itchy for. I mean, and the, we just talked about last week about not trying to chase that dragon and, and yeah. you know, make sure your collection's what you want. Yeah. But then I get it's so hard. itchy for everything. It's crazy. It's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. I just, I think there's a lot of opportunity with that specific intellectual property when it comes to God of War. It is an amazing story. It's a very dark story, but it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. So, do you want to go into weekly purchases? Yeah, let's talk about some weekly purchases. I'm excited for this one. All right, why don't you go first? Because I got to get a couple of things ready. Okay. I'll take it away. So, in addition to my Beelzemon deck, okay, I finally finished my Mastamon deck. What is that for? This is for Digimon. This is this is all Digimon this week. So really excited for my my Mastamon deck. This is actually a really interesting deck. Um, I really enjoy how it plays. I really enjoy some of the art in the cards. I mean, the card art in in the Digimon TCG is really unbelievable. I mean, this Ophaniamon fall down mode is just unreal with this the giant scythe and whatnot this creates a lot of pop in the art i I just love how bandai does this it's so nice and even this this scatamon right here it's unbelievable just like how detailed the art is it's definitely it's it's de- it's definitely probably digitized. I feel like a lot of art nowadays is digitized, especially with with Digimon and a lot of Bandai's games, which I really I really like how they do their art. It just covers the if you can see, I mean, compared to you know this one, this is a Devimon. I mean, it, it's even though there is a border. It takes up the whole card still, and then when you get into your your boss Digimon like Massimon with these level sixes and some of these level sevens, these take up the entire card. There's no frame; it just pops, and that's what I love about this the, about Bandai's games so much is that they use the whole card. And I'm not trying to bag on you, Yu-Gi-Oh players, because I played Yu-Gi-Oh for a long time. I really did. I still ha- I purchased Yu-Gi-Oh recently. I do love the game. One of the things that frustrates me about Konami is they don't use the full art. The cards are super small. The text is like that big. And it's frustrating that they don't use the the, the full frame. And I and and even Magic doesn't really use the full frame except for some like special printings that come out, you know, every once in a while, I guess. I don't know. I've been away from Magic for a long time. But I also updated my binder. I got a lot of a lot of awesome stuff in here. Um, I got the new Shine Greymon Burst Mode right here. Really excited for that. Uh, definitely a deck I want to build. Uh, this is what I'm really excited for right here. Aside from the the new Omnimon is Belphamon Rage Mode. This is uh, I just I'm that so car, that car is cool looking. Yeah, I don't he's, even know. I don't even know what that stuff is. 
He is a an unbelievable card. Very, very aggro. I would say purple is probably my favorite color to play in Digimon. I'm slowly finding it's actually my favorite in One Piece too, because Kaido is my my go to leader in that one. But really excited for the Digimon card game. I have a lot of other stuff to show. I haven't even scratched the surface when it comes to the to to my collection of cards in in the Bandai games. Was thinking about getting a getting into another one which was battle spirits but uh not that fun in my opinion i think these three are are the right fit for me so but yeah really excited for these purchases if you guys haven't checked out mastamon i really encourage you to do now this by no means is a as a um what's the term i'm looking for a meta build per se but it does have some power powerful cards in there it's definitely a solid rogue strategy in my opinion again everything that i'm defending when it comes to my collection of my decks that I build, my opinion, you know, it's not set in stone. You can take it as a, as a guide to what you want to build. That's the beauty about card games and TCGs in general. It's how you want to make it. These, these, how you build these decks is completely up to you. And I just really like more budget friendly variations of decks where people are just putting these, these $60 boss Digimon in. And it's, I just don't have the money to spend on one card for $60 for one card, I think is a little ridiculous. I'd rather buy a booster box instead and get more cards and build my collection. Yeah, so. I think everybody's pretty much on a, I think everybody's pretty much on a budget right now. Oh, yeah. And we all know why, but we won't mention, we won't mention why. No. Is that it for you? For this week, that is it. I do have a bunch of other stuff. I can give a small preview. A small preview of what's to come next week. And I won't show the name, but for those One Piece fans out there, this is a purple dragon right here that a specific character in One Piece transforms into with a specific devil fruit. I'll go ahead and leave that out. I'll give you a hint. He's a, he's a very powerful emperor, and my One Piece fans already probably guessed it, but we'll talk about him next week on the next episode. All right. So this so normally our Walmart has absolutely nothing when it comes to wrestling figures, but this week I was able to pick up my boy, okay, Matt Riddle, two basics, two Riddle basics from yeah, baby, from series, from series one thirty two, two basics. So one's going to be, uh, you know, one's coming out of the box, one's coming in the box, and or staying in the box, and it was on clearance, clearance Very prices. Nice. Very nice. These just came out. I think it was a mistake. I think that they didn't mean to put this on clearance, but. This was both of them eight bucks. Okay, so I got two riddles for my collection. So I'm a completist on Matt because he's yeah. one of my one of my really good friends. So I have Walmart does it a lot. I don't know why they do that. Yeah. They 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 put out a Lord of the Ring. They put out one of the new Lord of the Rings sets out on clearance. Yeah, I said, what, what are you guys doing? It doesn't make sense. I should have snagged so, it. Series 18 Legends. I got the Chase figure. Fatu, finally. So my Series 18 is complete for the Legends. The cool. uh, And I got that? The, this is uh, Rikishi before he was Rikishi. He's Fatu. Oh, yeah, this is Fatu. Very part, cool. of the, part of the, excuse me, uh, you know, him and Samu were a tag team, so I'm excited to excited to have that. No stink face arrow on that one. No. 
And one second here. Rikishi. Legends. I- Legend series. Uh, Legend series 19. Legend series 19. Is that so, who I think it is? Is that who I think it is? Is that who I think it is? The, it's the Undertaker. Yes. Okay. This Undertaker from 1997. Uh, the, the trench coat, the top hat looks Very phenomenal. Cool. I was only two years. I was only two years old. Also, for the first time in the line, Brother Love series 18. Brother Love. Okay. Very Bruce, cool. Very Bruce cool. Richard. And then. Most beloved as the Godfather, but before he was the Godfather, he was Kama Mustafa. Okay, oh, Kama that's Mustafa. where he got his start. Okay, well, before Kama Mustafa, he was he was the soul soul taker on the Indies. Then okay. he came to WWF at the time was Papa Shango, and then yeah. he became Kama Mustafa. And then he got into the Nation of Domination, which is this rend- rendition in the Legend series. And then he becomes the Godfather, and Super the rest, cool. the rest is history. Also, D'Lo Brown, Ooh. okay, D'Lo Brown for the Nation of Domination series nineteen. That series is almost complete. I am just looking for a D'Lo Brown chase with his black and blue tights. So I don't know why, but. When we were kids and we played the old Nintendo 64 No Mercy WWF, I would always lose to the D'Lo Brown computer. I, I don't think I ever beat him. Well, D'Lo, <laughs> D'Lo, Brown, D'Lo Brown was, in, in, in retrospect, D'Lo Brown was actually a very good wrestler. Yeah. You know, I still I still say it's a controversial opinion. I still say that he's got the best Brock Splash that I've seen over Superfly Snuka, over... Yeah. Yeah, even including Rob Van Dam, Eddie Guerrero. I prefer, I prefer, and then even uh, you know Dynamite Kid. I do prefer D'Lo Brown's Frog Splash. So, if you had to pick one wrestler off the top Wait. of your head, yeah, that was one of the most athletic wrestlers in the ring, but didn't have the didn't have a popping career who would you pick because i got one right off my head you said most athletic in the ring one of the most athletic athletic wrestlers you've seen in the ring but for some reason his career didn't take off or her carlito Ooh, carlito uh, i thought carlito was amazing i know carlito yes. was carlito was in wwe when i was in high school so i thought he was he was the man with the apple. He had a great look. I thought he was hilarious. And if you watch his matches, I mean, he moves around the ring. He's phenomenal. And then for whatever reason, he just did not get a big push. Uh, he was kind of hanging out in the mid card. I thought that, you know, he could have been in the Intercontinental title, uh, you know, picture for all those years. Not saying he'd yeah. be heavyweight champion of the world, but he was an incredible worker. His body still looks phenomenal. I think WWE just signed him again to come back. That's so really cool. I think he might be in NXT right now. But yeah, for me, one of my top ones and then maybe that's recency bias because i did see him in high school and he's one of my more you know one of my more favorite characters and you know you were we we're talking about pure athleticism carlito could do some some good stuff in the ring yeah. and um yeah i would have to say carlito for me for, for me before we move on i would say shelton benjamin yeah, but Shelton Benjamin's intercontinental champion yeah he's still, I mean, but he's still part of the company he's got i mean he's 
I he know, but I would, have, I would have loved to have seen him win a major title. You know, I wish he, title is a major title. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a WWE or World Heavyweight Championship at the time. And then, you know, I don't know. Just one of my all time favorite matches with him was the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 22. Oh, listen, I, I agree with match. you. I agree with you, but I mean, to say that. You know, he fell short a little bit. Or not you didn't you didn't say that he fell short, but No, not fell short. I mean, he just I I wish it went I wish I wish he his career was on the same level as someone like Brock Lesnar or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you gotta I mean you gotta take it into consideration but, too, like Brock Again, I'm no a, I'm no expert, so Brock has a look. Brock has a certain look and a certain <laughs> You know, yeah. Uh, I guess you know. Maybe if he was bigger, maybe if he was like, like the same size as Batista, Shelton Benjamin, maybe he would have panned out a little more. But I don't know. I think because I think his size and athleticism is what you know drew me to him. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being a little a little too critical of WWE on that aspect. No, no, keep keep talking. I got to grab my last purchase. <clears throat> maybe I'm being a little too critical. No, I just I wouldn't say that he wasn't he didn't win a major title. I mean, he's multiple tag team champion. He's he won the U.S. title. He's an intercontinental champion. I mean, he's still in the mix. He's still on television. So, you know, he has a multitude of merchandise out there. So, I mean, I think Sheldon Benjamin's probably happy. Yeah, yeah. Sean Benjamin um, was, was 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 definitely one of. He's not he's he's not in my top ten, but he he's definitely in my top twenty of wrestlers of all time. He's awesome. Oh, I think he's phenomenal. And then my last purchase of the week is the Mattel Surfer Sting from the Defining Moments. Loose. I have Ooh. it in. I have it in box, but. I needed it loose. I found a great price for it loose, so I got it loose because I didn't want to open my box. My box is pristine, 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 minty, so I could not open it. So the only Mattel Sting that I need, I need a Hall of Fame Mattel Sting from his match against Triple H, where he has the red jacket when they wrestled in San Francisco mm. in 2015. That is the last Mattel sting that I need. And then the chapter of collecting Mattel's that represents sting is complete. I would have every, that's the last one I need loose. Very I need, cool. it. need a loose hall of fame sting from Mattel. And then that will complete the Mattel stings. <laughs> Very, very cool. Now, yeah. a quick question. Maybe you can answer this. And I always want, I was always curious about this. I mean, who else is going to answer it? Nobody else is here but us. I mean, I could just Google it. And you shouldn't have said quick question. Well, you probably have the answer. And I was giving you credit where credit's due. So, because of all this collecting that's been going on, especially with a couple with, with one of our friends who is a big Pokemon collector and all his grading nonsense. I wouldn't call it nonsense because it definitely increases the value of the card. And with all these comic books getting graded, which I thought was wild. I didn't even know you could do that, which I found out just recently this year. Can you get toys graded? Yes, yes toys can get graded. Wow. And they, get, they get put in acrylic 
they get put in acrylic boxes. So one of the more famous ones that you can look up is the original TMNT line from Playmates. The, a lot of those or the original Kenner Star Wars, they're probably the most famous ones that you can find that look phenomenal in the acrylic casing once they get graded. That deserves a that deserves a a Owen Wilson. Wow. Oh, here you go. I found a pretty cool one here. Yeah. This is a graded 8.0 Masters of the Universe Scare Glow selling for almost five thousand dollars from nineteen eighty seven. Mint. Yeah, yeah. Never minty, opened. Minty, minty, minty. That's minty, minty, minty. My friend. Uh, that was always an interesting thing. I, I you know what? That if I had to be honest with you. If I had to pick one of my favorite toy lines that you purchase for your wrestling action figures, I really love the whole Masters of the Universe theme, the wrestling action figures. Well, they they actually just adopted it. It's now the Superstars line. So they had success with the Masters of the Universe line from WWE crossover. You know, I got the Sting one. I'm looking at the Sting one right now in front of me, which I thought was awesome. You know, the the He-Man thing. So hold on, let me grab it for you. Just, I mean, just really, thing really- is... Really cool line really cool line i liked it a lot i mean this thing is it's highly detailed it looks great you know yeah. the he-man the he-man figures are great um i got out of that i got into it for a hot minute when it first came out during the pandemic this comes back to us with the fomo and trying to collect everything and yeah. it just it just didn't work out but the doesn't discredit how great those he-man figures look i mean they look phenomenal and yeah. i love them very detailed i think that i think i like them so much because attributed going back a, a few episodes ago when i talked about how my favorite wwe wrestling game is wwe all-stars with the whole it seems very like comic booky and you know animated which i really liked about those toys in particular yeah, I, I think that that stuff's great. I really, really do recommend if you get into, you know, the He-Man stuff. The figures are phenomenal. Same as GI Joe's. I was never a big GI Joe guy. I never watched the show as yeah. far as it, when I was a kid is concerned. But I always respected and thought that the GI Joe figures were great. The play sets yeah. were gigantic, and you know, the just the whole the whole GI Joe scene. The it felt like every toy was built for a cinematic. You know, play date. <laughs> I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah, but it's really cool la- stuff. My last, last purchase. Pur- my last purchase is I now have another one of five thousand stings. I can't. Oh stop. my god! I what is this? Stop. What is this? You the have a problem. You have a problem. The one of five thousand sting chase edition. Now I have three. <laughs> I feel I like them. I feel like everyone has when it comes to collecting, especially especially in TCGs, and I would even argue even like just regular collectible collectible cards. Like not they're not a part of a card game; they're just regular collectible cards. For example, Mar- Marvel trading cards. Not not even a card game. Marvel trading cards or DC trading cards. I feel like a lot of people find their niche. So for you. You have this Sting, this unbelievable Sting collection. You have an unbelievable Undertaker collection. Your Hulk Hogan collection is awesome with his different variations. My favorite being the NWO, Hulk Hogan with the NWO sprayed heavyweight championship belt. Let's let's just call us, make a thing clear. It's a 
I'm a a completist on Hulk Hogan Mattel's nothing else see then that's that's even that's even crazier because you're even breaking it down to the company that created the toy yeah i mean i have a couple of i have a couple of hulk hogan's a couple of hollywood hulk hogan's but i'm really only interested in, and 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 like i said the san diego comic-con i think there was 12 new hogan's coming out so it's going to get quite pricey here coming yeah. up but but it's not every single rendition of Hulk Hogan. So, for example, when he was Mr. America, okay, I didn't like Hulk Hogan as Mr. America, so I refused to get interesting. it. That's um, interesting. You know, he also did in the early 90s for SummerSlam, he dressed like a soldier. I did not like that. I only mm. want the yellow and red Hogan or the 80s Hogan. Okay, with the the LJN style. Now I did get, I do have the San Diego Comic Con exclusive of Hulk Hogan as Ripem, a character from a movie where he wrestled Zeus. But for the most part, it's really just Hulk Hogan in the red and yellow mm-hmm. between you know from the eighties to the early 90s even in wcw all the way up through when he comes back and does the you know hulkamania again in the mid 2000s and nwo hogan i won't do i won't do anything that's you know off of that so that's kind of like my that's my niche same when it comes to the ultimate warrior yeah only i'm only gonna try to be a completist of ultimate warrior as far as Mattel is concerned, okay. because just everything else is too expensive for me and I'm not backtracking. Yeah, I feel like I feel like when it comes to the card games that I play, you know, and even even going back on that con- concept I was talking about, even with just like Marvel trading cards, when people find their niche, I was looking online and I f- for whatever reason, I f- came across this guy. He was selling his Marvel trading card collection and it was all silver surfer he just collected all silver surfer and he was selling it for a significant a significantly high price i don't know the value as of marvel trading cards off the top of my head but i mean he was selling it for like two grand or something like that and i mean i was obviously not going to buy that i don't even know what the heck it is but i found it interesting that when you go from collection to collection no matter what it is that is being collected a lot of people have their own specific niche and that's what i like about the bandai games with digimon and dragon ball and one piece is you can find a specific character and only collect that specific character or that specific digimon if you're just into the collecting scene you know i always found that really interesting yeah so i mean you know for example the major bendies okay major wrestling figure podcast they they create their own line of toys they have Bendy's and Big Rubber Guys. Big Rubber Guys is supposed to be a rendition and an ode to the past of the LJNs from back in the 80s. So yeah. then, then they do the Major Bendy's, which is an ode to the Just Toys line, the Just Bendums. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a couple of them. I have at least, I think I have, I think I have four or five. I think I have four. No, I have six Major Bendy's. I have two Gangrels, one, two regular, two Blood Variant. I have the mm-hmm. Brian Pillman. And I have the Ooh, rest in uh, peace. Yeah, and then I have the British Bulldog from 1997 that they've remade. And I mean, these these things are are great, but I'm not completist on them. I can't be. You know, they just came out, and I don't. I'm not a big LJN guy, but they just made a Ric Flair in his suit in LJN. Oh wow! So I have to get now it. Like I, I have cool. to. 
That's cool. I have to get it. I have would, to get it. Would I would I would say just based on what I know and what I've seen with how Ric Flair has dressed in the past, probably a pretty toyetic line. Oh, it's it's hold on. I'll, I mean, it, it, the the suit is going to be phenomenal. They are doing they are doing an incredible job when it comes to this stuff. So just let me so. And you know who else I would argue that's pretty toyetic? Ooh, wow! Yeah, very that's, nice. That's what it's, that's what it's going to look like with the, the the thumb pointing to his face. He's got the. It looks like it's a navy blue, a navy blue suit jacket with a red undershirt, a red handkerchief. He's got the light blue pants with the. I think it's supposed to look like alligator skin boots. He's got the Rolex on the left. Got a couple rings on the aviators and the hair with the gold chain. Very nice. It's gonna be, it's gonna be incredible. Would you would you say that maybe a, a character like Goldust is pretty toyetic? Uh Goldust. I think Goldust is one of the most toyetic figures. Yeah. Or I, I guess wrestlers ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. With his with the wide variety of. Of, of of costumes that 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 guy has brought out to, I saw a toy. I saw a version of him where you could actually get the Oprah dust version of him from WrestleMania 22. I where he's, dressed, where he's in the blue dress, the sparkly. Blue yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So so another another toy company that I'm I'm actually starting to venture into and just check out a little bit because they just released a Green Ranger. Is oh Green Ranger. Yeah. The Mezco, okay, Mezco line. They have are they, this. Are they just specializing in Power Rangers? No, it looks like it's just as of now. They just have the Green Ranger that just went up for interesting for for sale. You know, it's you know, it's a. They have a couple of X Men out. I know that they just released a, a Crow. They did the Crow um, at yeah. San Diego Comic Con. So. Do you have the Green Ranger dagger? I do not have the Green Ranger dagger. That is something that you definitely need to get your hands on for your your collection for Green Ranger. I know, I know, I agree with you. It's really expensive though, from what I understand. The green the Green Ranger dagger. It's like yeah. most. I think probably one of the most iconic sounds in all the Power Rangers when he calls the Dragon Zord. Yeah. But one of the things about this this toy line too, Mezco. Not to change the subject, but. Now they're expensive. They're well-made toys. Not as expensive as hot toys, but they are expensive. So that's yeah. one thing that you're going to have to if yeah. you get into Mezco. Uh, you know, let me see here for see if they have any Dragon Ball Z. They might have some some Dragon Ball Z stuff on here. I'm not sure. It looks like There's they have a, a wide variety of things. Uh, I, I it's crazy because it just recently. I know I mentioned it previously on another episode. One of the major characters that's being no, they don't, they don't, they don't have them. They don't have them. No, uh, they're, they look. They look like they're. I mean, there there is a variety of things on here. Uh, you have uh, one to twelve inch scale. You have five point scale. You have dolls. You have statues. So I mean, there there. You should check it out. They got some good stuff on here. So let me read some of the some of the categories: are Conan the Barbarian, Dawn of the Dead, DC Universe. Ooh, that may be yeah. something I have to check out. Death Dealer, The Warriors, the movie The Warriors, The Crow, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Halloween. So they do have all of the Rangers. 
They okay. do have all of the Rangers. So the deluxe box set. One, four, wow, what's, one thing I've, oh, five, oh, geez. That's hefty. That's a hefty price. I don't know if I could spend $400 on a toy. I think we already. No, no, no. $400 for all five. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe. I, I guess I could. I, guess I, wouldn't get, could be made. I wouldn't get that. I would only get the Green Ranger. And maybe if they created the White Ranger, I would do that. If there's a toy line of a specific DBZ character that I that are Dragon Dragon Ball character because it's a big universe now. One character that I noticed is being bought up like crazy, and even in like not just in the Dragon Ball Super Masters game, but even just like as a toy, as a statue or toy line. Apparently, Brawly is a major favorite. People uh, love Brawly. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. He's he's big and he's jacked. He's gigantic. Yeah. He's like the Hulk version. He's like he's like Dragon Ball's Hulk. That's like the best way I can describe him. Because the the more angrier he gets, the powerful he gets. I mean, this is a guy that blew up a, a freaking galaxy in the movie, you know. So, I mean, Brawly is definitely something that I would like to to build more of a. I have a statue from the Dragon Ball Super film, Dragon Ball Super Brawly, but. He, a lot of his stuff is just over the top. Not not and I'm not talking like just like like you know like the cheap toys that you can find at Walmart. I'm talking about good, clean statues with some pretty cool effects. And those statues are anywhere between from what I noticed, like a solid two, three hundred dollars to upwards of five hundred dollars, at least in these anime stores locally. And sometimes a lot, even online, a lot of a lot of them are, are pretty, pretty intense in price, which is, you know, not not surprising, but still this is yet disappointing at the same time. I because I do love Brawly as a character, and I would like to get more stuff of him, especially from a collector standpoint in terms of cards. But hard to get your hands on him in the Dragon Ball Super Masters game because yeah. he's definitely a fan favorite. Slimy yet satisfying. Slimy yet satisfying very good all right well listen that's all i got i am i am beat i need to get to bed i have a 4 a.m wake up call tomorrow so any final thoughts from you do you want to do a final top five before we sign off yeah so the, the top five this week is going to be a little it's just going to be about our favorite toy lines, top five toy lines that we like to collect or top five lines of collectibles. So I'll go first with my top five toy lines because that's pretty much all I collect. Uh, I'm not going to talk about sports memorabilia. Uh, that's my other niche, but we're, I, I keep that separate as, as well as video games. So my top five toy lines that I like to collect, number five would be the Toy Biz line. Toy Biz created the WCW toys in the mid to late 90s. Toy Biz, I have, I'm looking at my evolution of Stig figures right now. Toy Biz did a great job. Their, their figures still hold up to this day. Toy Biz line, yes, 100% number, number five. Number four would be the Hasbro line. Hasbro does the... Star Wars toys, for the most part, which they they also do uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers collection, you know, Lightning Collection. They do, I believe they do G.I. Joe as well. So 
they do some good stuff out there. They have a lot of good product. Uh, so Hasbro would be number four for me. Number three, Jazzwares. I think Jazzwares is absolutely killing it with the AEW figures. Now, I'm not a big AEW guy, but every AEW product that I've had in hand has been phenomenal. And obviously, with all the new Sting stuff that they have coming out, I have really, really have to you know, tip my cap to them. So number three, Jazzwares. Number two is going to be Mattel. I love the Mattel line. I love what Mattel does with all of their figures. I think Mattel's hold up across the landscape. It does not just have to be professional wrestling. But, you know, that, that is mainly what I collect. So pro wrestling, Mattel's are great. And number one for me is Bandai. Bandai, there's nothing that beats a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger from Bandai. I will argue anybody that to the grave, but the, uh, just just the, the play sets they gave me when I was a kid, the the, the, the Megazord, the Tyrannus, dra- Dragonzord, and that's just talking about Power Rangers. That's not getting into everything that Bandai does, but Bandai is my number one. So, you know, for me, it's the Toy Biz line, then it goes Hasbro, then Jazzwares, then Mattel, and then Bandai. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So for me, I think this first one is, it's a very, because I, again, I'm more of a card game guy, but I mean, if I had to talk about a toy line, number five is definitely going to be Lego for me. I do enjoy putting together some Legos every now and then when it's outside, when I'm getting away from the trading card game aspect, I, have to say I'm a huge fan of Harry Potter. My brother is not. He actually hates Harry Potter significantly. But I love the Harry Potter Lego sets. They're fantastic. My mother-in-law actually built the entire castle, which I think is pretty cool. Number two is Mattel for me because I love a lot of the pro wrestling action figures that they put out. My brother's collection is one of the at least in person that i've seen one of the most unbelievable collections i've ever seen of mattel figures and i am a big supporter of mattel and what they do and what they put out in terms of the uh action figures for wrestling wrestling action figures specifically number three is hasbro for me hasbro i know i mentioned it before i'm not going to fully do it obviously because it's kind of out of the question now it's kind of a waste of money, but I really love the Beyblade toys just on the side. Really, really cool spinner tops, uh, battling system that they have. Big fan of Hasbro and a big fan of their old Hasbro, uh, their old war game that they put out a long time ago called Heroescape. It was a tabletop war game that was kind of combined with aspects of a board game. I really love that game. And they're supposedly they're bringing it back, but I don't know. I haven't really heard much, so I'm going to keep my eyes posted on that. Number two for me, I'm actually surprised you didn't mention this, but Takara Tomy is number two for me. I'm a big Takara Tomy fan. I like Takara Tomy Transformers. I really like Takara Tomy Beyblades. In fact, I would argue that Takara Tomy Beyblades are way better than the Hasbro Beyblades, if I had to argue that. But the Takara Tomy Transformers... They have automatic transformers that you can literally voice activate. Yeah, I saw that. I'm not a big transformer guy, so I wouldn't. 
arm and a leg to pay for, but still pretty cool to see. And we share the same number one Bandai Namco for me. You can't go wrong with a, a, an awesome Bandai Gundam build or an awesome Bandai Dragon Ball figure. I mean, their toys, Bandai just is so, they are blowing it out of the water right now with their toy lines, their, their trading card games, everything. I am a huge supporter of Bandai. I love all their products, and they are definitely number one for me on the toy franchise. A couple, a couple of, um, I guess you could say, honorable mentions would be Super Seven, would be Storm Collectibles. They they make great products. McFarland Toys makes good products, especially the Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat line. Yeah, uh, NECA obviously the NECA lines are phenomenal, mm-hmm. but I don't have I don't have a lot of their products. Only little niche things. The the most I collect are from those product lines that I listed. So that's yeah. going to be it for us today on the Bash and Bros podcast. Please be ready for episode four to come out relatively soon. And then we'll be dropping episodes faster and faster. Yeah. We're gonna, definitely going to keep it weekly thing. Maybe, you know, we might do two episodes in one week. So, you know, just keep that in mind. But you got yeah, any guys. final Yeah, guys, if you want to help support the podcast, it really does help help if you just go over on these platforms like Spotify, give us a follow and turn that notification bell on whenever you see our posts on those because it really helps us getting views and listens on this to help grow the podcast. This is something that we have talked about for a long time that we want to do and this is going to be a fun journey for my brother and I and we'd like to share our content with you so it'd be a huge help if you do that for us guys. And there's going to be growth in social media, there's going to be growth of other media outlets so just stay posted and And that is going to be it for me. It's going to be it for Corey. So thank you for listening and signing off. See you guys.